You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should. I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. You know, and I told the players this this week, you know, we used to play better on the road around here than what we played at home. Uh, because we had some hateful competitors on our team, and when they played on the road, they were mad at 100,000 people, not just 11 guys they were playing against, and they wanted to prove something to everybody. And then, you know, as time has gone on, you know, I think that maybe just winning the game is the focus. And there's been three games, and I told the players this, you know, we didn't play very well at Florida last year, we didn't play very well at Auburn last year, we didn't play very well at Texas this year. So... You, you can't be a team that lets the other team think they have a chance to beat you just because of the circumstances that you're in. And your inconsistencies in your performance so far has is starting to you know let people know that, which is not a good thing. Hi, 
right, welcome okay, in. As we, we got the Friday edition <laughs> going on, and we got Tony Kirk from Tony Curry Radio Network, as well as Lars Anderson in studio. And I think I already heard Tony uh, yelling out uh, there at the beginning. Yeah. But uh, we are presented yeah. by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it, and a lot of great events going on. Big for the Strikers Strong Foundation. They gave a lot of stuff to them to give away on a week from today, Friday, out at Highland, and uh, a lot of uh, also opportunities for you to win things there at the tournament uh a 12 person uh thing for a night where you get to go out and have all the food and drinks and golf you want so a lot of great things they did there for striker strong they do a lot for charities get out and support top golf of birmingham as well also driven by sunny king ford on the sunny side of the street oxford aniston go see tony russell and all the great folks there at sunny king ford well we just heard from nick saban his comments and uh i gotta think probably what he said to the players had a few other words in it as well but uh, i think he wants that guy's dog mentality that a lot of people talk about and uh, that Alabama's played with for so many years and uh, that competitiveness to no matter where you go, you want to shut the guys up and the fans up in, in those particular uh, environments uh, when you go on the road. But I uh, hope you guys are having a great afternoon, man. What a beautiful day again. Happy Friday to you, brother. It's all good, man. <clears throat> We're getting after it and uh, getting ready to uh, watch uh, just a plethora. I can't believe it's already week three. We used to do this all the time when, when Jay, Allen, myself used to do a show, and we go, hey, it's th- week three, and before you know it, it's like week eight, and it's almost towards the end. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to gather myself and take in every morsel of college football again this year. Yeah, uh, exciting weekend. I know a lot of people are saying that uh, this isn't a great weekend for college football, but there are several matchups that I find very intriguing, and and we'll get into those during the show. But uh, Tony and I were just talking about uh, last night's NFL game, which was on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And, Tony, I don't have Amazon Prime, so I essentially followed the game over social media. I'm trying to find uh, some numbers on it. It made me incredibly frustrated last night that I cannot watch the game uh, because I don't have Amazon Prime as well. My my son's got a fire stick, but he couldn't bring it over to the house. And I was going back through some of the numbers. I was trying to find the overnight numbers. If you guys can find it, let me know. Uh, but they have an average audience of about 1.03 million people in Amazon Prime games in the past. Last year, in week 16, they had a game 4.8 million people watched. They were guaranteeing their advertisers. 12.5 million viewers last night for the uh, Chargers game, of course, against the uh, Kansas City Chefs uh, last night. I'm not sure if they got that number. And uh, normally on Thursday nights, they average somewhere around 16.5 million. So I think it's going to be interesting. But, I mean, obviously they had to make some type of guarantee to their advertisers because it wasn't readily available to the majority of us that love watching football on Thursday nights. It kind of bummed me out. Do you all have Amazon yeah, Prime Katie, as far you, as the delivery? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what you So every, everybody that's got – so that's over 100 million people – that have Amazon Prime delivery. If you have that, then you have the ability to get Amazon Amazon Prime. So I think that's probably why they base those numbers on that. And um, we'll see whether or not they come true with that. That's a lot of people to be watching the NFL game on Thursday night. It really is. You know, uh, Andrew Brandt is somebody who I follow on Twitter, and uh, he, he's a great follow if you're a football fan. He um, used to be the general manager of the, of the Packers and – he really knows just like the, the business side of football. And he tweeted out uh, last night that Amazon is paying roughly $1 billion, $1 billion a season for Thursday night football for the next 11 years. And the return on the investment is going to be through prime memberships. And then he said that this deal is going to look like a bargain in a couple of years, which is pretty interesting. Wow. And also, it, it, it is amazing that, uh, and, and someone else made this point, that now uh, what started out as a uh, company that sold, what, books and, 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 and other things mm-hmm. on- online, 
now we're watching football on our telephones, on our iPhones with that. But still, uh, when it comes to uh, measuring 10 yards on the field, we're using chain and sticks. It's just like, what is going on here? There has got to be some technology, Jay, that allows us to... Uh, to be more accurate rather than just having the chain gang uh, given like where we are in, in professional sports right now and, and, and in all sports. But it really is amazing. Yeah, just look at the U.S. Cup. You, US Open. I mean, it. this past uh, or what, a, week, a week ago, um, all the, the lines from, um, you know, even on when they hit the net for, you know, a let on a serve, uh, the it went off and they actually had recordings of people saying out, you know, or long or whatever. And um, so there were no line judges at the U.S. Open at all. I mean, that's the, the, the technology is there to be used. And, I mean, you know, I would think you could put a, a microchip and a ball on each point or end uh, of the ball, in the middle of the ball, whatever, to get us a good of a reading on it. Um, you know, it's kind of it, – it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of want to go there to get accurate, but I kind of like the human element of it that they sometimes get it wrong because <laughs> it sometimes benefits your team. Yeah. But, um, you know, so, so that's that's one thing about it. But, yeah, I mean, it's – it's interesting. Uh, Josh said on uh, you can watch it on Twitch for free. So if you went to Twitch yep. and watched it there, you'd watch it free. Um, let's see, uh, average seventy-seven thousand live viewers on there. Not sure total views. So that was their average on Twitch. So you, uh, I gotta say, guys, I've never used Twitch. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. If you want to watch gamers, man, get after it. It's uh, yeah. it's 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 out there, and then it's yeah. It's, no, it's, I know it's huge, and, it's, and, I, it's huge and I sound. I'm, I'm definitely showing my age, but yeah. so explain to me and and those uh, in the audience. It's, just, it's, just, it's another streaming platform where uh, we we've been um, actually um, asked several times to put some stuff from Tony Curry Radio up on Twitch. It's a it's a it's a visual aspect where you have to do three hour shows, and you can basically do whatever you want. Uh, for a three-hour period, but uh, you've got guys on there who do all types of gaming, which is a large part of their platform. But a lot of uh, individuals who have gotten on terrestrial radio are uh, doing the Twitch thing now, and uh, seem yep. to be doing pretty well. And, and it's only live thousands broadcast, and thousands and thousands of shows. The only live broadcast, and it must be three hours, and it must be visual. So, so Jay, uh, did you get a chance to see the game last night? I did. I watched a pretty good bit of it. I was actually down at Heat Pizza having uh, dinner with Braxton and, um, and um, Zach Mettenberger, a bunch of uh, the coaches there that were uh, either analysts or GAs and stuff, and some of the players uh, that go over there. It's kind of a Thursday night ritual or tradition they do uh, for a lot of the players. So we were over there. Uh, we, we didn't get there about seven forty-five, eight o'clock is their work schedule. But um, we, we watched a lot of the uh, uh, end of the first half and, and the end of the second half. But Man, I tell you, I, I just always amazed at uh, what Mahomes does. I mean, just his arm ability, and um, gosh, I mean, he he makes unbelievable throws all over that football field, and and just again going underneath guys, defenders. At time, he's moving up in the pocket and uh, hits right down the middle of the tight end. I mean, just unbelievable throw. For as bad as it looked in the first half, and it was 10-7 at halftime, my son was like, uh, you're not missing anything, man. It's 10-7 at half. I thought, you're right. I'm not missing anything because I can't watch it. Uh, it. It made me anxious. I'll be honest with you. And listen, I'm into technology. I have I have a, a technically advanced company. I, I, I'm internet-based. I do streaming. I do it all. And so I, I just, I'm having a very difficult time being made to pay for a subscription to watch that game on Thursday night. I just, I, what's it worth to you? Now, I've done well, again, you can watch it free on I've Twitch. boxing matches. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. But, you know, I don't have Twitch on my TV, and I'm a big screen guy. I, I don't watch a lot of television shows and things on my phone. I don't uh, binge watch yeah, things you just, on my phone. Well, you just I watch mirror them it to on your the phone. Big screen. I, 
Oh, there you go. Okay. I mean, beer and tears, Stevie. <laughs> you know Jay, why don't you come over next door? <laughs> yeah, why Jay. Why don't you come over Jay, next door tonight? Yeah, and, and then come to my house and say. That's what I do in the studio yeah, every time I'm there. Be, when, uh, I put, <laughs> when I put ESPN up, I'm putting it up on YouTube TV, and I'm mirroring it to the uh, uh, to the TV because they've been uh, putting in cable in the studio next door, and so we're having to use the mirroring instead of using the actual cable from the studio. So does Amazon Prime, they own Twitch, I'm assuming? It's under I their guess. I, 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 I'm getting that from Josh. Josh knows all about it. So we, pro- we, we can mic up Josh right now and get him on. <laughs> he would have. Uh, and you, yeah, and Twitch. Need, Twitch you, yes. yes, he said Amazon yes, they Prime do. Owns yeah. Twitch. He said yeah. yes, Amazon does own Twitch. do you need to subscribe Twitch. to Twitch? Yeah. Do you need to subscribe to Twitch? Yeah, and I think it's free. Or is it a free service? Yeah. It's free, yeah, yeah I believe. Uh, yeah, you do not have to sub- subscribe to Twitch. Because um, I didn't hear about that but, until but I got on the show today. The, the reason for this is because they realize people are on the move a lot. And, you know, and, and again, we're used to sitting in front of the TV watching it. But there are a lot of young people that, whether they're sitting in their dorm room, whether they're doing homework, they'll throw it up on their laptop or throw it up on their on their, uh, um, on their uh, iPad or even on their phone and watch it. And, and they watch so much content from their phone. That's how they're used to watch it's so weird like we went from having the you know the box tvs that you know we had to go up we were the remotes the kids you go up and change the channel sure uh, turn the volume up all that stuff to you know working with the uh the, the rabbit ears as well uh to get the right connection to we, we thought it was unbelievable when our, our neighbors got the first big screen tv and then everybody wanted big screen tvs and now i watch my kids sit there and, and on, a, on a little small phone and watch netflix and show i'm like that's great i mean it's like it's gone all the way backwards further than it ever was you know, Jay, uh, several years ago when Zach Mettenberger was at LSU, uh, spent time with him and uh, for a piece. And uh, one thing that really struck me is how big he is. He's a big dude. And I, I thought he was going to do well in the NFL. But it, it must be interesting to watch a, a game like that with other quarterbacks, and, and your son included. And uh, I'm interested, and in, we can get in on the other side if you want, who would you rather have right now in their careers? Uh, would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert? Because from just what I saw, Justin Herbert looked terrific last night. And I know he got hurt and then took a shot in the ribs, but he was really fighting through it. And I don't know if that 99-yard pick six was really his fault yep. because the tight end wanted out of the game. He was totally gassed and didn't give great effort uh, going for the ball there. But uh but, Jay, it must be pretty fascinating, uh, again, watching that with other quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and Mettenberger must have lost. He, he's pretty skinny now. I mean, he's pretty tall, but he's pretty skinny. But, uh, man, he's got he's tatted up, like both arms. He's got sleeves of, of tats. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, oh, that but, I did uh, not. He did not have that at LSU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had some great conversation about his time in the NFL. And, uh, and, and his he lives uh, not too far from where I live in Nashville. And uh, his wife's still up there while he's down here being an analyst. And uh, so a lot, a lot of life changing things for him. But he, um, yeah, we were talking about when they were showing the, the the line across Herbert's shoulders at the beginning of the game and, and saying this is what this should be. We're just like all of us kind of shook our heads like that. I mean, it matters, but it, it matters at, at a different point in in the throw. Not even in, at that point. Uh, it was pretty interesting to, to watch that. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I like Herbert a lot, but I would take Mahomes all day, all day long. All right, uh, uh, Tony, I'm not sure. Have we gotten con- uh, in contact with Mike Leach? I mean, I know he was planning to come yeah, on speak today. Of, speak, speaking of LSU, uh, they're hosting uh, the Bulldogs in Mississippi State. It's hard to believe that Mississippi State's actually favored on the road in Baton Rouge uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're working on getting him, and we're hoping uh, around 1 o'clock today. Hopefully, he okay. said, I'll try to make a few minutes for you around 1 o'clock. 
Awesome. All right. Sounds, sounds good. good. Let's, yeah. let's take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, continue. Hour number one here on this Friday edition. Alabama, La Monroe, can Alabama bounce back? And again, some more quotes from uh, Nick Saban's last night at Baumhauer's for his Hey Coach a segment he does each and every week. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very warm afternoon with a sunny sky, the high 88, clear tonight, below 65. The weather stays dry over the weekend and all of next week. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days, highs between 88 and 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. been talking about you know each player sort of some people can self-assess and i'm sure you know and everyone out here knows that they know people who have a difficult time self-assessing and even those there's also a group of people who can self-assess but they're very sensitive about anybody else telling them what to do or how to do it or whatever so that's an important thing about teaching you know players have to understand when you're trying to teach them you're not trying to be critical of what they're doing you're trying to give them an opportunity to learn. It's like, you know, if somebody asks you a question, you can have a right answer or a wrong answer. But the wrong answer is just an opportunity to learn if you look at it the right way. All right? But if you're sensitive about it and you get your feelings hurt about it and then you're defensive about it and you want to explain why you did what you did, you know, I tell players all the time, I don't really care what you did. I don't care why you did what you did. What you did is wrong. We are telling you to do it this way. That's all you need. That's that's all the conversation needs to be. I don't need to have any conversation with you about why you did what you did. You did it wrong. So this is how you do it right. So some people, I'm not going to get into names or whatever, but the best players can self-assess. The best players can take criticism. The best players understand that any criticism or coaching or teaching that they get is to help them get better. I, and they understand that and they accept that. And I think, you, you know, you have to approach a player the right way. You're not trying to be hurting anybody's feelings. You're trying to teach them. Coaching is teaching. Teaching is ability to inspire learning. So every player is a little bit different when it comes to that. But immature players, young players, have a tough time dealing with that. But uh, I do think we have a good bunch of guys on our team this year. We don't have a lot of guys that don't want to do it right. They don't want to be good. They really work hard. Uh, I just think the focus is what's the challenge, you know, that I talk about all the time. We had a great Monday practice for Texas, one of the best we've ever had. Then we get to be 20-point favorites, and everybody picks up the paper, and it's like we just show up and win. And things just kind of go downhill for the rest of the week because everybody thinks you're just going to show up and win. You can't think that way. And when I say these are the lessons you need to learn, because those habits that you create in practice are going to show up in the game. All right? So, um, and everybody needs to understand that. And it is really, really difficult to sustain that every day. Every day. Player comes to practice every day. It's hard. Every day it's hot. It's really difficult to sustain. Maybe nobody out there has any trouble sustaining what they do if they have a job or they have work. All right, but 
You've got to be able to make yourself do things when you don't feel like doing them. If you if you can't do that, you're probably not going to be successful because you're not going to feel like doing it all the time. Pee Wee, thanks for Pee Wee. You didn't deserve that. <laughs> you just caught him at the wrong time. That was Nick Saban, head, uh, head coach, and uh, I was just talking there, guys, for about 30 seconds. Didn't even realize that I had my mic mute, muted. Uh, but uh, he was talking uh, to Pee Wee, who had called in on the Hey Coach uh, segment, talking about self-awareness of uh, the players and being able to accept criticism and uh, take it and, and learn from it and grow from it. But uh, some really, really good thoughts there from him about the team. The only thing I, I would say is that if they're picking up a paper and reading anything, those guys are old school. <laughs> <laughs> they don't Jay, have Amazon, I, they don't I, have Amazon Prime. Uh, I'll continue that. I, I, I turned our I turned our mics off, and I just had to tell Tony like he actually said paper. Right, <laughs> you know, that kind of takes it back when we had Skip Holtz on the show uh, several uh, months ago uh, for the Birmingham Stallions, and there was one particular play where he had a, a moment with his quarterback where the clock ran down, and he pointed and said, "When that hits zero, we're getting a penalty." And the and and the the quarterback, what did he try to do? He tried to explain himself, and Skip kept walking away. He's like, "I don't care. I, I don't care why." you did it i don't want to hear you be defensive i'm just telling you this is the deal and this is the way we're going to do it now don't do it again and he was sitting there trying to explain himself and you see a lot of college football players do that you see a lot of children do that with their fathers so it was a great father moment there but um yeah great moment and and and, you know jay out of the entire ball game uh this past week against texas not only do i think that 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 bryce young obviously had his heisman trophy moment i think that 20 yard scramble towards the end of the game to put them in field goal range was just a huge moment and i think we'll remember that coming up in three or four five six seven weeks but also you know the will anderson personal foul which was so unlike him uh you could just tell the frustration had bubbled over and of course when you're talking about getting 15 16 fouls they had 11 in the first half you just can't do those type of things. But it just goes to show that no matter how much you are relative to your situation, winning your box or into a situation or how long you've been at Alabama, we make mistakes. And you learn from it, you move on. And Will Anderson's not one of those guys that Nick Saban got in his face on the sideline because he already knew better. He already knew he just situation. walked away. I don't that know if you saw him on the sideline. He kind of shook his head and then he just kind of walked off like I'm not even going to yeah. say a word. Just going to keep moving on because nope. this is one of our leaders, one of our guys. And um, he knows that Will Anderson will be tough on himself as much as anybody. But, um, yep. yeah, I, you know, I, I really think that game was more about composure than it was discipline. You know, it was more about them. They lost their composure, and Will was very frustrated because they were – Sark did a great job, had a great game plan for them in that game. And, and I go back to that first drive. I mean, that script was perfect. Um, he, had an, he had an answer for everything pressure-wise, knew exactly what Alabama would do formation-wise, movement-wise, what they could do to kind of manipulate things. And had an unbelievable drive down the field. I mean, there will be a lot of people look at that film to kind of figure out what they did on both sides of the football. But the biggest thing was the crowd noise, the heat, um, you know, what they were doing as far as early on in that game. And I think Alabama just lost their composure. And that's one thing that they got to learn from this and that they can't do that, that they got to stay cool and, and, you know, about it. And, you know, Will's, most of his weren't even jumps. They were just him lining off sides. I mean, you know, that, that, that is so correctable. Uh, so is not hitting the guy late and all this. So everything that they did that was pretty bad with his, his correctable Lars when it comes to just, you know, talking through it and, and really just, just again, self-assessing themselves. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely loved what Nick Saban said about self-assessment, uh, doing a critical analysis of your own performance. And I think that applies to everyone in every profession. Um, uh, Albert Einstein, who said a true genius admits that he, he or she knows nothing. And, uh, and, that, and that means you're constantly evaluating must be geniuses. what you... <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, exactly. Um, it, you're constantly evaluating in, in, through very like clear eyes, right, how you are doing. And I, it's something I tell my students all the time. Like, look, you might think you are the greatest writer in the world, but listen to others who have uh, a little more experience than you and read others and see how your copy stacks up to their copy and be very honest in how you assess your copy to their copy. And it's the same thing with being a, a, a really high-level college football player. How does your do, performance do you, stack up? Yeah, go ahead, Jay. What, do, do you think it's tough for this generation? And, and I don't mean that bad against because there's so many great things about this generation, but there is a lot that, that came before them, especially – I think more of the millennials, um, and, and, and again, there's a lot of great things about the millennials, so I'm not downing them, but one thing that we have learned through the years and we kept fighting for when, when Tony and I were doing the show for that you know, 12 years or whatever, you know, everybody getting a trophy and that nobody could get their feelings hurt and that you know, time out and all that type of stuff. It was, you know, it, it's almost like it's been conditioned. They've been conditioned from so young that nobody should ever tell them that they're wrong, you know, and, and it's not their fault. It's the people that have put that into them. You know, I, I will say, uh, it, just uh, in, in my limited exposure to uh, to young people over the last five years, there is less entitlement, less self entitlement now than there was say five, seven years ago. And uh, I don't know if that's a, a generational thing or if that is a response to parents being a little harder because we have read so much about kind of what went wrong with how. Uh, mm-hmm. A certain generation was raised, and like you said, everybody gets a trophy. Um, you know, in, in the sports that my kids are playing, my very young kids, everybody is getting a trophy, which I think is fine. I mean, they're five, five, and seven, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and they really love that trophy, but they also know uh, the difference between first place and second place. And um, but 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 what Coach Saban is saying is, is I think it's, it's very universal. But there's just not enough of that. There's not enough sort of self evaluation and being critically and being honest with yourself of okay, what do I need to do to get better today? You know, and again, that can be in any that can that, that applies to every single profession. Tony. Coming off a game like that against Texas, and they had 105,000 people there, so you have to give them some credit. They had some crowd noise going on. Are you happy to see that Alabama's got a game like La Monroe coming up this next week, or would you like to jump right into SEC play? I'll get your thoughts coming up on the other side because I this this they're favored by 49 and a half. Uh, this should not be, and I'm I'm not picking up the paper, and I'm not screwing any rat poison here. Uh, yeah. But it should not. It should be a walk. They should have third stringers in there by the fourth quarter. No doubt, uh, Bryce should get uh, some rest as well. But I'm interested to see what your thoughts are, and particularly yours, Jay. Would you rather go ahead and jump right back into it, or is it? What does this tell you about your football team? Obviously, they better not have 15 penalties against La Monroe at yeah. home this weekend. And I'll be honest with you, I did not know that Terry Bowden was the head coach at La Monroe. 
<laughs> I watch a lot of football. I had no clue. I, thought uh, he, I didn't know that until you just said that. I thought he was gone. So <laughs> no, he was eclipsed and his an analyst and then got the Law Monroe job. So he's, he's actually done, done pretty well. Yeah. And he was out of it for a while. Akron, he went there and then to, uh, from there to, to, to Clemson and uh, got back in it, you know, and was able to get back in a head job. And, you, you know, my history with him, my mom was a secretary for, for many years at Stanford and um, we, t- we talked about that story yesterday on the show, but a little bit with Matt and them, the guys. But hey, let's uh, let's get a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that as well as uh, what did Texas spend on recruiting? You're going to hear some of these numbers when it comes to the recruits this summer, especially the Arch Manning weekend. Uh, pretty amazing. Wait till you hear it. All right, they're coming back. We'll get into all that uh, on the other side. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's. 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. from ABX here on this Friday edition, getting ready for Alabama, Law Monroe, Auburn, Penn State as well. Coming up this weekend, that'd be a big matchup down on the Plains and uh, seeing if Harson can pull off the victory uh, against Penn State, uh, traveling into what's going to probably be a lot different as far as environment uh, with the heat, the humidity. Uh, maybe not too bad on Saturday, but uh, we'll see uh, how that game kind of ends up. But Alabama, Law Monroe, and Tony, you teased it going out, so go ahead and ask the question again, and then we'll, we'll dive into it. And then I want to get into these recruiting weekends, what they're spending at Texas right now, and what Georgia spent, I think, in 2020. Yeah, Alabama gets the victory, obviously, against Texas. Uh, it was a hard-fought win, and obviously a lot of things to be worked on, including the disciplinary measures, uh, maybe the distractions, uh, and then a lot of that had to do, obviously, with the 105,000 people that were watching that football game. But getting off a game that was that difficult, and a game that you were favored by 19 and a half or 20 points, according to the Nick Saban papers that he, his players are reading, do you want to get <laughs> into another difficult game or into the SEC type of schedule, or are you kind of happy to have, let's be honest, a, a cream puff on the other side where you're favored by 50 against La Monroe? I'd rather have a cream puff right now, to be honest. I, I like the fact that we've got La Monroe and Vanderbilt the last next two weeks just to correct a lot of stuff that they need to correct and get guys going and, 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 and moving in the right direction. Um, even, even as much as they've got guys back, they've got a lot of new guys in key positions. they got you know receivers that they've lost. The guys that are back, JoJo Earl, hopefully be back in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, if that wide receiver position is going to add a lot of depth, look for Isaiah Bond. I think I, I really think he's got a chance. We haven't seen a lot of him, but he, he's very, very athletic, very good, got great speed. Uh, Harold still, uh, you know, working on the foot uh, injury, and maybe get him back here pretty soon. He, he's more of a deep threat. He's not that guy that's just going to go across the middle and make catches, but he can definitely take the top off the coverage. He was known for that at Louisville, the deep, uh, the deep ball more than anything else. Um, but I, I like it. I, I like the fact they get a chance, Lars, to kind of get things put together before they, because once they do that, they go to Arkansas, and then from then on out, it's a very tough SEC schedule. Yeah, I think this gives them a chance to kind of take a deep breath and, and regroup and and uh, and really uh, spend the week focusing on the mistakes that were made during the Texas game, and then you uh, apply the uh, fixes uh, on the, on the field on Saturday against what is basically a JV opponent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Louisiana Monroe, yep. but um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of just what the doctor ordered. 
uh, for Alabama because um, because of uh, the, the the struggles that they endured uh, last Saturday. But again, I, I think in the long run, the game against Texas is going to be the best thing that ever happened to this team because uh, you just see how uh, eking out these close victories. I don't know if it, it, it galvanizes a team or it brings a team closer together. Charlotte thinks it brings the team closer yeah. together. My I dog, her, she yeah. Is, yeah, she uh, barked in front of yeah, Robbie. On fire this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think uh, Tony that this is exactly what Alabama needs. What, what are your thoughts on it? And, and, and listen, uh, the Sun Belt had a historic weekend. Uh, they had only won two games their entire history against top 10 teams. They went 2-0 and this past weekend, knocking off A&M, Notre Dame, and, of course, they also knocked off Nebraska. So a huge weekend for the Sun Belt. Uh, and you're talking about a La Monroe squad that's 1-32 all-time against top 25 teams. This should be one of those games that I know they got this Chandler Rogers kid who's throwing for 78% of his completion rates. Uh, there's a couple of numbers that are really Good for them, there's Tony, but think about this. In the future, will they be paid? Will people want to play them? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying exactly, and and, and yeah, there, there's there's two things that I think that are really interesting in this game. Alabama's only got three receivers with more than 50 yards in receiving yards so far in the first two games of the schedule, and you know who the top rusher is for Alabama right now? Bryce Young. That would be Bryce Young, yeah. uh, and I don't think you want your quarterback and not your Heisman Trophy winner to be your top rusher after the first two ball games. So they got, they got a lot of things they can correct. And Jay, to your point, I I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, La Monroe and then you got Vanderbilt. They should be just absolutely like an engine, like a machine going into Game Five. Yeah, I was saying I brought this up the other day on another radio show. They said, you know, what is the one area that you worry the most about? I really don't worry about receiver that much. I, I, and, and, and running back, it's not that I worry about it because Jameer Gibbs. And Jace McClellan and Roy, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, really, they're all, Roy Dale Williams and all, all the, I mean, they, even Trey uh, Sanders, really good backs and, and guys coming out of high school and all that. But there's not that big Derrick Henry type back that Alabama's always had, you know, that were Scarborough, those type of backs that were pounders, you know, that were just like, I'm going to get three or four yards no matter what. Uh, even if I don't have blocking, I'll make, make my way to do that. I, I do think Jameer, though, is probably as talented of a runner inside and can make moves and really presses the hole and, and makes cuts uh so to, i mean just watched him in practice watched him in scrimmages watched him when he was at georgia tech and he's a phenomenal back what he adds is out of the backfield the problem for him is that he just didn't get a lot of pass protection experience we talked about that yesterday uh, with a couple of guests and the fact that he you know pretty much when, when he was uh, as the game went on against texas he missed that one Blitz. They really came in on on uh, pretty quickly on uh, Bryce and, and was able to sack him or, and get to him or, or, or rush him. And I think there was seven or eight rushes in that game where he um, you know rushed passes for for him and what three sacks uh, against uh, the offensive line. And some of that, most of that, or some of that came from the backs, not not picking guys up. So that's what they got to correct that and 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 they'll they'll do that. Uh, hopefully that'll be something they'll work on in the next two weeks. All right, back up to the, uh, the recruiting the Texas Longhorns football program not holding back when it comes to uh, recruiting uh, visits and the money they spend. Uh, T- Tom Van uh, Heron, uh, Heron uh, of ESPN staff writer, had a great article about this. According to public records obtained by The Athletic, the Longhorns spent nearly $630,000 on two recruiting weekends in June, including the June 7th through 19th official visit by Manning and eight other recruits that featured five-star accommodations, virtually all-you-can-eat fare for them and their families. The Manning visit, in which almost 280000 was spent on the nine recruits, according to The Athletic, has resulted in four commitments so far. 
Manning, uh, nephew of Super Bowl winners Eli Payton, as we know, announced he would play for the Longhorns. It goes on and talks about uh, it, uh, as far as uh, the, the recruiting trip, the extravagan- extravaganza uh, appears to be standard in Texas. We spent nearly 350000 the weekend of June 14th or June 24th on 14 recruits. Twelve players in that group have committed to the Longhorns, so 630000 total, two weekends. And uh, they talked about from just carte blanche, whatever they wanted. I mean, they were they were getting it. Um, it goes back down and talks about how that uh, the increase in recruiting spending is not unusual to see. As the Orlando Sentinel reportedly uh, reported in July that the University of Florida Athletic Association is uh, increasing their football spending by 4.72 million recently, with $700,000 added to the recruiting budget. Uh, that was a 55% increase that gave new coach Billy Napier close to $2 million budget for recruiting, and does not include Napier's um, access to two private jets with budget of 839,000. According to the report, now also that was uh, the 13th. When you look at Texas back in, let's see, Athletic Director published financial reports that showed Texas spent one million two hundred seventy-five thousand three hundred sixty-eight in recruiting for the 2019 fiscal year. That was the 13th most spent on recruiting that year, which was led by Georgia, who spent three million six hundred seventy-six thousand eight hundred fifty-eight dollars. Yeah, and uh, if you drill down a little deeper into the details of what the money was spent on, especially when it comes to Arch Manning, it is uh, rather uh, eye-popping, jaw-dropping, whatever you want to use there. Um, So the the lavish weekend, just for Manning, and it was a two-day official visit in June, and there were eight other prospects, but, hey, the the red carpet treatment was definitely for – for Manning. Um, so it included a stay at a luxury hotel, two dinners that mm-hmm. averaged over $30,000. Two dinners, $30,000, wow. averaged over 30000 So that's 60000 on dinner. And a pair of uh, open bar parent socials that totaled five figures. Wow. Those parents had a good time. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, very good time. And, um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if this was just sort of throwing a bone to uh, to, to to Manning, but uh, his good buddy, who is a three-star prospect, uh, Will Randall, he was also on the trip, and uh, and and he got a, a an offer and, and is now going to Texas, and and it was just a, a few days after this visit where uh, all this money was thrown at, at the Mannings that. Uh, that uh, it was announced that uh, the youngest Manning will be going to the University of Texas. Do you think, Tony, money played a factor in Arch Manning's decision? Are you kidding me? Come on now. Uh, it's really interesting, too, because we've had some really interesting NIL deals, and that's pulled up a, a really great story about some of the most unique NIL deals that we'll get into on the other side, including something that the Texas Tech Raiders are doing to combat the big dogs of Texas and how they're paying their players a salary. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes, and we're still working to get a Mike Leach on from Mississippi State, uh, who obviously knows a lot about the state of Texas, uh, coming up here at 1 o'clock today. Also, UTSA, just throw this out there real quick. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but they did their uh, new uniform reveal for the game against Texas this weekend. Where'd they do it? On Austin, Texas. Texas is uh, at the University of Texas on campus. And uh, the, the Texas fans did not like that. But uh, they went out there, had a player, Mm-mm. revealed the uh, uniform. Pretty interesting, uh, kind of the back and forth. Yeah, airfare, cars, five-star hotel, parents' open bar, custom cakes, top golf. 
an ice sculpture, and Lake Cruz. All that for the Mannings. Pretty cool. All right, uh, we'll come back and uh, wrap up hour number one. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very warm afternoon with a sunny sky, the high 88, clear tonight below 65. The weather stays dry over the weekend and all of next week. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days, highs between 88 and 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, as we wrap up hour number one, and uh, we brought this up yesterday, that Bryce Young had signed a deal with uh, Dre, uh, Beats by Dre, and uh, we said, you know, it'd probably be great for him to give him out to his team, and he did that after one of their meetings yesterday in the team meeting, and uh, said, hey guys, go to, uh, I think it was the the, uh, the manager, and said, he's got something for you. They all came down, and all the guys on the team got their headsets. Braxton said, you should have given them to the GAs, too. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. Uh, we got some interesting NIL deals, and Jay was talking about uh, some of the Texas situation. Of course, Nebraska wide receiver, DeColdest, DeColdest Crawford. What kind of deal you think he got there, there, Lars? What was that? DeColdest, DeColdest Crawford, <laughs> with a name like that. Oh, yeah. He, he got, um, the, local, he got the, uh, the air conditioning yes, deal. Yes, he did. SOS heating and cooling, so he got himself a pretty good deal. Uh, a guy we just saw, Bajon Robinson, has signed with Lamborghini in Austin, Texas. Nice. You wow. reckon there's a trade out there? So he's going to be rolling around campus in a Lamborghini. Uh, there's a good stay. There's a good chance. Uh, Raquan Smith um, has evolved from Norfolk State running back to the king of NIL. He has seventy different NIL deals. Seventy. Good agent. Uh, he's pretty much doing everything from body armor to. Well, unless he's getting a hundred dollars per. Uh, then he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, the interesting story, and I think this is uh, something that, that we talked about, uh, the state of Texas obviously has ruled the NIL a landscape with collective unions of star players joining forces for million-dollar gains. But a group of Texas Tech alums created a nonprofit collective earlier this year to help Red Raiders compete with national programs. They're paying every scholarship football player twenty five grand next season. Mm-hmm. If you have a scholarship and you're on Texas Tech, you get a $25,000 one-year deal. And, of course, that can be uh, charged back up, if you will, uh, from year to year. But every every scholarship player on Texas Tech will get twenty five grand uh, next season. I mean, it's, so it's, it's gotten crazy. How many, how many kids are on scholarship? 75. 85. 85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's 85 times 25, Jay? You you're the mathematician. I can't do it that quick. <laughs> yeah. We need the rocket scientist. Miami, <laughs> Miami, Miami quarterback, and of course they get a big ball game uh, at A and M this weekend. Tyler Van Dyke uh, has signed a deal with BMW. He's got a BMW 750i that he's driving on uh, campus. It's wow. you know it's so two point one two five million. Wow, uh, some serious jack. It's gonna be. I mean, this this is what the collector is gonna do. Alabama's gonna be doing the same thing. I mean, that that that's the Alabama will be will be at, at that number, if not more, uh, for each player now. The problem with this, we brought this up before, Lars, and Tony, I don't know if you are in that day, but 
you know, you, you really have to worry about, I, I think, Title IX. We, and, and with some of the schools I've talked to about the collective stuff, I've said, look, you know, you, you've got to be able to offer this at some level to all the athletes. If not, I think you're going to run into some, some public perception as well as Title IX issues. Um, some schools are going to say, no, we're going to feed our football and basketball programs. And, um, you know, I, I still think there's a lot of people out there that would want to give and contribute to the other sports that they'd like to support as well, more than just not just football and basketball, men, men's. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, again, we, we expect that the solution for this is going to come from Washington with uh, federal legislation. And uh, Tommy Tuberville, Alabama's, uh, uh, I guess he's a junior uh, Alabama senator. He'll be the senior Alabama senator here yeah. shortly. Um, he he came out and said just the other day that uh, that the NCA's lack of leadership has created an environment where student athletes can be exploited and wealthy boosters can be empowered. That has to stop. And uh, he is definitely uh, working hard with uh, West Virginia West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who happens to be Nick Saban's best friend uh, from growing up, uh, trying to craft some legislation. So we'll we'll see. Uh, what happens. Uh, certainly, Tony, uh, something needs to change. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Mike Leach on coming up here at the top of the hour, but we also have a special guest in the studio, Jaybird. Your interns come back and hanging out with the uh, hanging out with the little people. Alex is back in the studio. <laughs> Alex for a in trip. the house and Robbie Glenn in the house. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to do a triple A in the second hour, man. Oh, good deal. Awesome. All right, we'll uh, continue on the other side. Hour number two coming up next, live from ABX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurants. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. And you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. You know, if I had, uh, I've been asked this question probably, I don't know, a hundred times. Most of the time when we have a big game, all right, so we have a big game coming up, somebody says, well, what are you doing different this week to get ready for a big game? Well, to me, they're all big games. So we're, we're trying to do the best job that we can each and every week that we go through our week of preparation to help our players have the best opportunity to be successful and play the best that they can play, dominate the competition, whatever you want to call it. So we're doing that every week because I think you build, you, you know, you're trying to stack positive performance. That's consistency. So every week you're trying to do it. I And, um, you know, we have a um, process that we believe in in terms of what we do on Monday, what we do on Tuesday, what we do on Wednesday, what we do on Thursday. And the players believe in it. And they know what to expect. Again, hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show, live from ABX Audio Video Excellence. We got uh, Tony Curry from the Tony Curry Radio Network. Lars Anderson back in with us from a day off yesterday. Matt Coulter's got this Friday off and uh, be back with us hopefully on Monday. And uh, but a lot to dive into. Getting ready for Alabama. La Monroe also hope to have uh, Mike Leach come up and join us here in just a little bit as well. So we'll look forward to that uh, if he can make it on and uh, talk about Mississippi State. I watched a video of him yesterday explaining his uh, college debt that he had and how he had to deal with debt uh, collectors. Uh, it was absolutely hilarious. It went on for like eight minutes. But uh, that guy is, is always great to have on and 
uh, talk to him about every aspect of life. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Go by and see all the great folks there. If you're going out for the UAB game tomorrow against uh, Georgia Southern, that game starts at 2:30, and uh, go tailgate before and after. Go enjoy Top Golf of Birmingham. You'll love it. And Top Golf of Birmingham has done a ton for our Striker Strong Foundation. Robbie's in the house. We'll talk about that in the golf tournament coming up on Friday as well. But uh, they really uh, did a lot for him as far as. A lot of uh, different things that they're going to give out for gifts and prizes. And uh, also, we talked about a 12-person uh, being able to go out there and enjoy the food, the drinks, and uh, playing golf there at Top Golf of Birmingham. We appreciate them and all their support, not only for us, but also for the Striker Strong Foundation. We're also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there in Oxford Aniston at Sunny King Ford. All right, Tony, uh, we got any luck with Michael Leach? Not yet. We're waiting, uh, I think... Um... Sometimes, you know, he's, he's actually called me at uh, halftime. He called me at halftime of the Wash State-Colorado game once. I picked up the phone and just called him. It was like, I don't know, 1030 at night. We used to be the, the web working like 9 to midnight. And he picked up, and I was like, what are you doing? I could hear the crowd. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, it's halftime. What, what, are, are we going or not? I'm like, sure. You got seven or eight minutes? So we kept him on for seven or eight minutes during halftime. So you never know when he's going to call. But he said he was good today, so it, it may be, you know, 145, 130, 115, whenever he's ready to go. But he'll just call and say, I'm ready. And then we'll throw it your way. Jay, is it accurate, speaking of, like, head coaches at halftime, is it accurate that halftime, the coaching is really done by the coordinators and assistant coaches, and then the head coach will kind of just kind of go from position group to position group, maybe say a word or two, but really just kind of listen and then at the end, uh, sometimes uh, a head coach will say a thing or two, uh, not necessarily like a Patton-esque uh, rally the troops kind of speech, but just say something in general. Uh, is that essentially your experience with head coaches at halftime? Yeah, normally halftime you come in, the coaches all meet together with the head coach. They kind of talk about uh, down and distance situation, things that they've seen throughout the game, what kind of maybe coverage of fronts that they're getting on both sides of the football, uh, things that are causing issues, and, and just kind of giving a full report from what they've seen from the press box. A lot of data collected up there by the analysts and GAs and, and the coaches themselves and guys on the sideline as well. So they're just trying to put all that together, kind of come up with an idea of, okay, what do we need to do to attack that? And uh, they, they kind of discuss it, give it to him. Then from there, either they go meet with their position guys, the, the guys that they coach first, and then meet up with the coordinator or coordinator, then position. I've seen it done both ways. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's mostly – your coach, the, your position coach, and your coordinators you're spending the most time with at halftime, and they've got a board, they're drawing up things, saying here's what they're giving us, here's the look, here's what we expect out of this formation from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, here's the formations. You know, in this formation, they're lining up here. We feel like we can run the ball well back to you know back to this side or here. Here's where the bubble is and, and the defensive front. So they look at all that stuff and try to draw up a scenario saying, okay, here's the here's the intel we've gotten based on our the, the things that we want to look at. And a lot of that's based on that first script uh, that they run in, in the beginning of the game is to get as much intel as they possibly can about what they think they're going to expect. And, and also if they're trying to set up certain plays. Um, and Sark was really good about that when he was in Alabama. Uh, and other coaches have been that way where he would actually run plays and, and even – he didn't care if it was a you know an incomplete pass, if it was something to set up something that was going to be happening either you know in the second quarter or the second half or something that he wanted to get to and felt like it could create an explosive play at some point during the game. So you kind of review those things, go back through, and then uh, go back out and play. I mean, it's not nearly as quick as the NFL is so fast. I mean, you're in and out of that locker room, and the adjustments are made so quickly. And uh, But, you know, the good thing for them, they've got the film on the sidelines now that they can look at. Uh, on on their uh, pads uh, that that you know really used to just fax down 
the different uh, formations and stuff. You can see pictures, and, and now they've got so much more uh, information throughout the game. And, Tony, what uh, what are some of the more interesting conversations you've had with Mike Leach oh over the years? Well, you know, we um, – you know, at any given time you can search the Internet, or at least – and I, I'm glad you brought that up because he seems like he's tempered it down a little bit since he's been at Mississippi State. He's now 13-13. and 13. Obviously, he went from four wins to seven wins. He's 2-0 and oh so far this year, and I cannot believe uh, that I'm saying this, but Mississippi State's favored on the road at LSU this weekend, which should tell you something about his program and, and which direction it's heading. And he's a great guy, and he's always been very, very liberal with his time with us, and, and we used to have him on almost every single week. And it got to the point where we didn't know what to ask him because he, he doesn't want to talk about X's and O's. I mean, he, he will, uh, but he'd much rather talk about you know his relationship with Matthew McConaughey or being on the Jay Leno show or, or being <laughs> you know, given a sword as a pirate and stuff. And those stories, and if you allow him, and he's also good friends with Donald Trump, if you allow him just to, to talk, he will, he, will, he will bear his soul. He will, he will tell you everything. Um, and he's been one of those guys, you know, there's not too many people that you can say, well, that's so-and-so being so-and-so. That's Charles Barkley being Charles Barkley. There's mm-hmm. only about three or four guys I can think of that they can pretty much do and say whatever they want. Uh, and that's Mike Leach being Mike Leach. I mean, his goofiness, uh, and obviously he's, he's a hell of a football coach as well. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. Um, that is who he is. But, yeah, we've talked about just pretty much anything. I mean, you can throw out anything. as a, And, Jay, you know this as well. As an interviewer on a sports station on the Jay Barker Radio Sports Network, you want to – you want to know what you're talking about. I mean, you can sit there and ask him about what's his favorite sandwich or his favorite pirate movie, but he's been asked those questions over and over and over again, and, and there's these snarky, you know, uh, Lulu and the zoo in the morning shows that want to you know, get him to say some crazy stuff. That's not what we do here. We, we want to have fun with him. We want him to expound on some different things in his life uh, and some personal things to humanize him as a football coach, but also want to find out about his football program because right now Mississippi State looks like they're they're trending up. So pretty well, much Rogers anything goes. Well. You just, yeah, I mean, it really yeah. has. Uh, I'm surprised, again, I'm surprised they're not in the top 25. Well, 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 you know, and, and I, I can tell you right now, Brian Kelly didn't go to LSU to be an underdog at home against Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. and, and, again, it's his first season. He's only played two games. But um, that, that should tell you a lot about Mississippi State. We've always said this uh, about Mike Leach-led teams. If they could just get a good defense, and I think he's got that this year, they could be something special. But if you win nine games a year at Mississippi State, you can stay as long as you want. He's going to be there for a while. And I think mm-hmm. he really likes it. I think he, you know, when he, when he made the move uh, to Mississippi State from Wash State, when we were still doing our show before, and I was like, you know, from a cultural standpoint, you know, how's it going to feel? Because Pullman is just a totally different animal. I mean, it's just a different world out there. Anyone's been out to Oregon or Washington State, it's just a different type of tree-hugging type of society, culture. And, and he, he really was like, really no different. I'm, I'm going to be the same guy. Uh, I'm just going to do it my way uh, at Mississippi State. And I, I think there's uh, somewhat, uh, Robbie, of, of a love affair there with Mike Leach right now. Again, win and you'll be loved. Yep. Yeah, he was doing a press conference for football, and yeah. he went on for at least eight to ten minutes talking about uh, student debt. And I, I think he was mm-hmm. at Texas Tech at the time. And it was absolutely hilarious him talking about them coming to his house, knocking on the door, and like I'd have to tell him, you know, I'm going to need a few more weeks, and if, if you're not going to do that, then I'm going to go to, to Canada. Or I'm going to go to Mexico, and you won't be able to find me. And he went through the whole thing about that the people that try to, to collect on uh, student debt, they just want to be dog catchers and cat catchers. <laughs> I mean, he went on. I mean, it was so funny, just the things he kept saying. And, you could, you know, it was kind of like with you, Tony. I can always tell when your mind's spinning, and I know we're just to keep asking you questions. 
And he's kind of that same kind <laughs> yeah. of kind of way that you just keep feeding him, and he's like, yeah, he'll just keep going and going and going. But uh, but I love that stuff. I mean, I, I love the X and O's, but I, I actually probably because I I, I I talk about that so much that I like the personal stuff because I think you get to know the person, and then you have a better understanding of them as a whole, not just as a football coach. You know, this past weekend, one of his football players got engaged on the field, and one of the announcers said, uh, Coach, what do you think about, uh, do you have any advice for your football player who just got engaged? And it sounds like I'm too late. <laughs> I was like, and that Good was line. the end of the interview. It was great. It was awesome. So we'll try to get him on. If we don't get him on today, we'll get him on in the future for sure. We just got to get him on, get him in the role. Once he starts getting in, we'll get on his calendar and his phone. We'll get him on every week. Sounds good. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more. Let's get into uh, some other games coming up this weekend around the SEC. And uh, Texas A&M got a new quarterback. They're going to be starting coming up this week, Max Johnson, and uh, against the Miami Hurricanes. A big game for uh, both teams, for Mario Cristobal trying to build Miami and get them back to where they were when he played there. And then also for Jimbo Fisher after a very, very tough loss to Appalachian State at home this past weekend. So a lot to dive in there as far as the big SEC games and some of the big ones nationally as well. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very warm afternoon with a sunny sky. The high 88, clear tonight below 65. The weather stays dry over the weekend and all of next week. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 88 and 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. As we continue here on the show, second hour of this Friday edition, Jay Barker Show with uh, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter's got the day off, and uh, we got uh, Tony Curry, Tony Curry Radio Network in studio with us. I think uh, Trent Rich is going to join us here in just a few minutes as well, and uh, Robbie Glenn talking about the striker strong uh, as far as the golf tournament coming up a week from today. But some of the big matchups I wanted to kind of get into from the SEC perspective. You got Georgia, South Carolina coming up on Saturday, UConn. Uh, I'm sorry, UConn. Uh, you got uh, Alabama and uh, UL Monroe. And my screen just flipped on me right now, so I'm going to go back to that as far as the uh, SEC schedule. But let's start with that one, though, but uh, with uh, the uh, Georgia-South Carolina guys, just kind of your take on that. And I know, you know, with Shane Beamer, a good friend of yours, Lars, I mean, he'd love to make a statement. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, And, again, uh, Georgia is that one team so far this year that's looked as good as advertised, if not better. Uh, They're favored by 25 on the road against the Gamecocks. And, um, you know, they had a tough battle this past week against Arkansas. A lot of people were wondering if they were going to pull the upset as a nine-point dog. But they got the loss. So, uh, you know, Georgia goes as Georgia goes. Uh, That is going to be an interesting ball game, but also an opportunity. Uh, And, by the way, I wanted to mention this. Uh, Back in 2007, there was another team that was a 25-point dog to Alabama. That would be Law Monroe. They actually got the victory. I'm not saying it's going to happen this week in South Carolina. It would be not that big of a victory. but um, So, yeah, uh, those lines are uh, very comparable and and should be interesting to watch again. Youngstown State at Kentucky. you got Abilene Christian at Missouri, Ole Miss 
at Georgia Tech. Uh, Penn State is at Auburn. We brought up earlier Vanderbilt at Northern Illinois. UL Monroe at Alabama, Mississippi State at LSU, which we talked about that matchup, and Mississippi State the favorite in that game, which is you know crazy thinking about LSU and all the, the talent they've got. Missouri State uh, at Arkansas. Akron is at Tennessee. And then South Florida is at Florida. Miami at Texas A&M. Another very intriguing game there as we brought up a new quarterback in Max Johnson. Going to be starting uh, the son of Brad Johnson and um, transferred over from LSU to Texas A&M. Had not started and uh, now gets to start based on not a lot of production there at the quarterback position so far. Yeah, some interesting matchups, and you just went through a lot of them. Oklahoma-Nebraska, we mentioned uh, before the season started, Oklahoma was actually a two-point favorite in that game. It's now 11. I want to see how Nebraska reacts to obviously losing their football coach. I think the Cal-Notre Dame game uh, for Mark for Marcus Freeman, I'm sure he didn't want to go into the Notre Dame squad touchdown for Jesus and start the season 0-3, and, and they shouldn't. They're about a 10.5-point favorite. The Penn State-Auburn game could be that jump board game, you guys. Uh, both teams are 2-0. and This can kind of set the standard, if you will, uh, for the rest of the football season. The Mississippi State LSU game, like you said, Jay, is interesting. Miami A&M and also uh, UAB taking on Georgia Southern in a protective life stadium after Georgia Southern's knocked off Nebraska and Morgan State to go 2-0 and in the season. That's another game where you know a lot of people thought UAB would bite back and talk off, uh, knock off Liberty this past week because they knocked off UAB in their first game of protective. They're actually a 12-point favorite against Georgia Southern, a team that's got a great offense. So we'll see what happens uh, coming up this weekend. But some very interesting matchups in week three. All right, good stuff. I guess uh, Trent, are you in now? I think uh, somebody just texted me said Trent is in the studio. Is he got up uh, with a mic, uh, Tony? Is he ready to go? Mm-hmm. He's here. All right, Trent, what's happening, my man? How are you? Yeah, his mic. I don't think his microphone's working. There, there you go. Yes, sir. There we go. I'm in studio, boss man. How you doing? <laughs> good. Give us your take on uh, Alabama the last couple of weeks, and uh, we haven't heard your take on the Texas game. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Do we have enough time? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah. We, we probably should have started this in the first uh, episode, man. But uh, right now, man, it's kind of you know everywhere. When I, when I say they gotta really find like their 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 character of the team, like you know, like what's what's gonna be the show this year? Is it gonna be passing? You know, is it gonna be you know? Uh, uh, it's gonna be a running team right now. It, it to me, it don't seem like they have no confidence in the run game and i don't know if it's the offensive line i don't know if it's you know the offense coordinator don't believe in them and i'm not saying that you know they need to run the ball 24 7 what i'm sitting there saying like to be that 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 pro style team that they you know that we usually you know have been in the past you know and, and back in, in me and your days jay mm-hmm. you know, your days a little bit longer than mine way longer than mine <laughs> but, way longer thank you <laughs> But you know, uh, I guess yeah, Robbie was there too. <laughs> hey, Robbie's but, for know, me a little to bit. To be a championship team, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> to be a championship team, and I really think you got to have a balanced offense. You know, you do you gotta have some type of run game. You know, I, I don't think your quarterback should be the lead rusher on your team. You know, every week. You know, and, and you know that's and I, for me to be a running back, like, and to be a guy who loves to block, I would be disrespected. You know, and I'm not trying to start anything, but, you know, them guys need to, you know, I don't know if they need to work harder. They, they need to, you know, whatever they need to do to get in there, you know, with the offensive line, study with those guys. You know, one thing I, you know, I learned my last year in school, you know, from my sophomore year to where we didn't win a championship with my sophomore year until my last year, I started being one with those guys. Like I start, you know, we was, we was one at all the time. 
So it's kind of everywhere, man, because I think the defense got, you know, uh, I think a couple calls on Kool-Aid, I thought they was terrible calls. And, you know, when he when he was at DB, I think he I thought he did a real good job with mm-hmm. the one-on-one coverage, especially down in the end zone, that, that last pass interference they called on him. But, you know, when you get in those situations, man, I think we, we got to be getting more disciplined, you know, with the penalties. You know, I think we had almost 100 yards in, 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 in penalties. So we did have 100 It's a yeah. lot, man. They got to grow. Yeah, they got to they find their identity. They got to grow as a young team. And, and right now, man, this game right here can, you know, could, could, could help out a lot. Well, and Coach Saban said it in his hey, coach. He said, look, here, here's the things I address with the team now. He, he said it a lot nicer on radio than the way that he addressed the team in, in the team meeting. But pretty much saying, you know, I, I need some dogs. I need some. I mean, we had guys here that played before when they went on the road that they wanted to go in and just kick people's, you know what, and they wanted to shut the crowd up, and they didn't want – they wanted to walk out of there going, you know, we just disrespected them in such a I – mean, have that type of mentality. And based on what he said on the radio, based on what I know he told the team, it seems like he's trying to get that out of those guys. And, and, and here's the thing. You know, you're not going to get it. You know, you, you really didn't get it so much from a Jalen – a little bit from him, but he was pretty quiet. Tua was a little bit more at times emotional and stuff, you know. And and you're not going to get it from the quarterback because he's not emotional either up or down. He's just even mm-hmm. as can be. Uh, so you got to have some of those other guys at the running back, wide receiver, offensive lineman. Uh, you know, really getting in guys' faces and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we got to go out there and dominate. We got to be able to run the football when we want to be able to run it, Tony." Absolutely. I mean, I. And again, I'm, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by uh, how transparent Trent's being about uh, the, the the situation uh, at Alabama. You don't want to see a football game like that. With that being said, they're two and zero. They can lose yeah. a spot in the AP. Who cares? Um, and and to Jay's point, you know, you got Lamarone and Vanderbilt coming up here next, so you've got plenty of time to fix things um, before you get back into uh, some major SEC play. But I, you know, <clears throat> they have not looked really. And I and I mentioned this uh, this question. I forget who we had on as our special guest last week. We had group, so many guests on here. Tim Brando joined us earlier this week. But um, Bryce does not look as crisp as I thought he would look early in the season. He obviously looked good against Utah State, but they threw that game. Uh, they were going to let them make all the plays they wanted to. <laughs> um, and then and then Texas, and again, I, I'll, I'll throw the, the crowd noise and all that stuff into it, uh, but he's missed some open guys. He, he has missed some open guys. I'm not expecting him to be perfect. He is a Heisman Trophy winner, but he has missed some, some passes that, uh, that he would normally make, and so I'm a little surprised by that. I don't know if Just pressure. Just that. pressure from the defense. Doing a good yeah, job. They just Texas don't A&M. Like, they're just not on offense. He was yeah. one, of eight, uh, one of eight. One of eight under pressure against AM and they in the first them. three quarters, and then three of four in the fourth quarter. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, A&M did it, uh, Auburn did it, um, mm-hmm. Georgia did it in the, in the championship game. If I'm any, I mean, if I'm playing Bryce, I, I'm, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at him. Every time I think it's a passing down yep. or I feel like they're in a passing formation, I'm, I'm coming after him. I'm going to put pressure, speed him up, because when he has the time in the pocket, Trent, he is so dangerous. Yeah, I mean, and one thing you got to realize, too, like when, when I was playing and Jay, when he was playing, first first play of down was a running play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we knew – that, you know, coming out the box is going to be a running play. And so now when you got guys that, you know, playing against Bryce, a quarterback like Bryce that's, you know, he's still young at the same time. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, at the same time, like, you know, let's let's throw everything at him because I don't care how fast you are, how good are you on, on your feet. If you're running out that pocket, if, if you're getting routed in that pocket and getting hit or, you know, getting hit after the play, you're, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, care if you're Michael Vick. 
Lamar Jackson, I don't care who you is. You, you're, you don't don't nobody feel like running all the time and having to throw the ball across your body. And then yeah. your receivers not catching the ball too. And, and, I, and I heard JP Wilson mentioning this as well. He liked the fact they're running the football on first down more. But you've got to gain five, six yards on this first down in order to open the playbook for second and third. The problem was every time they get a good run on first down, they get penalized for yeah. something. Yeah. And then back it back up again, and those penalties absolutely killed them. All right, we'll continue. we got Trent Richardson in the studio, and uh, we might hear from Mike Leach from Mississippi State at some point in time in hour number two, and uh, also uh, more to come as far as some of the big matchups around nationally in college football. Again, Alabama, La Monroe coming up uh, tomorrow for the Crimson Tide in Bryant-Denny Stadium starting at 3 p.m. on the SEC Network as well. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in J. Barker for a special discount code. That's J. Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. And I want to get right to him because I know he's probably short on time a day before game day and uh, going to be at LSU. And uh, also, I did Mike Leach joining us, the head coach for Mississippi State Bulldogs. Coach, this is Jay Barker. We got Tony Curry, Lars Anderson, and Trent Richardson with you today. So we really appreciate you coming on. And my first question is, why are you guys not in the type tw- top 25? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, we do have the toughest schedule in the country. So, um but, uh, I, you know, if we keep winning, that'll take care of itself. So that's the biggest thing we have to do is just focus on our day-to-day, our week-to-week, and just be the best team we can be. And, uh, you know, and then that's the thing is uh, we got to find a way to win each week. Talk about Will Rogers, your quarterback, because I've heard so many great things about him and heard a lot of great comments even from Archie Manning about uh, him at the camp at the uh, Manning Academy. Uh, just give us kind of his background. How did you find him and, and just what you've seen in him over the last few years? Well, you know, um, so we had Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew came and played for me at, uh, at, uh, Washington state. And then, uh, then Will went to the same high school, uh, both went to Brandon and, uh, in, outside of Jackson. And then, um, so we started keeping track of Will in high school and we're excited about the way he played and actually recruited him at Washington State. And then, um, uh, but then in the end, he, uh, you know, committed and went to, to Mississippi State. Well, then in the meantime, you know, I took the job at Mississippi State. And so we were already pretty familiar with one another and his dad's high school coach. He does a good job. And then, um, so, uh, yeah, and, uh, so I guess the, the first, uh, we first started noticing just from having coached, uh, uh, Gardner Minshew and then, um, but you know, he's done a tremendous job. Then he, of course he goes on to, 
uh, lead the SEC in passing, which, you know, there's a lot of guys trying to lead the SEC in passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but too bad for them. We'll let it in passing. And so <laughs> he's definitely, I, I think he's the best quarterback in the country. I don't know. You know, everybody's got their opinions and stuff. And usually, you know, they're just guessing, you know, and, and most of the people that, you know, think of this stuff have never really coached a quarterback. But, um, and so I'm sure they know. But uh, then the, uh, they, uh, yeah, there's all these guys where they're just guessing what somebody might do. They haven't even done anything. And here we got Will that's led the SEC and passing, and then he's off to a better start than he had last year, you know. Head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Mike Leach, joins us right here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Coach, is Tony Curry, man. Great to talk to you again on the phone. It's been quite some time, and I really appreciate you taking time out. Big victories against Memphis and Arizona in the first couple games of the season. Now, your favorite on the road at LSU for a 5 o'clock kick coming up on Saturday. I want to ask you, you're in your third season with Mississippi State. We used to speak to you a lot when you were out there at Pullman at Washington State, and obviously the culture's a little differently, but philosophically, Speaking, what, what's 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 different about coaching, say, out in Washington, in the Washington State area, and being in the SEC and in in, in deep in the Southeast? Uh, you know, they're more similar than they're different. Um, you know, Washington State, you know, and that's one thing that was unique about Washington State in the Pac-12. The Pac-12, if you think about it, is uh, typically an urban conference. I mean, almost all the cities that play are... are or big cities, you know, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Tucson, Salt Lake, uh, Seattle. Uh, so it goes, you know, uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, um, uh, Washington State was a small college town, which is very much like the, you know, most of the SEC because the SEC operates small college towns. And Washington State was very much like that, you know, where tailgating was a big deal. Uh, the game was an event. You know, they draw a few more people in the SEC. Um, I, the biggest thing, to be honest, that I've noticed more than anything is um, <clears throat> I used to always be on a plane to Los Angeles, and it's a long ways from Los Angeles uh, to uh, Pullman, Washington, about the same distance as it is from Starkville, Mississippi, to Los Angeles. And uh, so... Around here, the recruits are closer. People can come watch your practice. You know, they just drive in. There's a lot of recruits right here close. And so I think that makes the logistics of recruiting a little more streamlined. Hey, Coach Lee, this is Trent Richardson. Um, I was going to ask you, like, how do y'all see y'all self matching up with LSU and, I, you know, and LSU matching up with y'all, with all the athletes y'all have out there and all the athletes they have? Well, they're loaded up with athletes, and everybody felt like they were good coming out of high school and watching them on film. They still look good. You know, the biggest thing, we can't get too cluttered up in that. we got to kind of worry about our job and do the best that we can. And Because in the end, I mean, the better we play together, the better our chances are, and then that helps mitigate some of their athleticism. Coach, this is a uh, non-football question for you. It's Lars Anderson here. What is the best part of living in Mississippi? Hmm. You know, I think the fact that in Pullman was like this, too. 
but you don't wait in line for anything. I mean, you, you know, you want you, you want to eat, you go do it. Do we need reservations? Hell no, you don't need reservations. Let's go. Oh, okay. You want to go to the movie? Okay, when does it start? Uh, Fifteen minutes. All right, we got five minutes. Okay, grab your stuff and get in the car. Um, you know, and then the other thing is, is there's there's water everywhere here. You know, all kinds of lakes and ponds, and so you know, just beautiful country and, you know, all kinds of hunting, fishing. And in other words, uh, uh, you don't need much of an excuse at all to find yourself outdoors. And I think that's healthy and it's, uh, and it's good for you. And then and this is a beautiful spot. The other thing is that kind of, you know, you're away from it, but you're centrally located enough to get to the beach. Uh, you know, the plane here, um, uh, Settles into Atlanta several times a day if you need to travel somewhere, and so it's about a you know forty five minute flight to Atlanta, and uh, so you, you you still have quite a lot of access you know for you got the peace and quiet but you have a lot of access too. Coach, how much has the uh, air raid offense changed uh, over the years for you? And I, mean, I know a lot of guys, disciples of yours, and others that run that offense and maybe do things just a little bit differently, but for, for you, how has it changed or has it changed? You know, it's difficult to say because that stuff happens over time and I kind of lose track of it a little bit, but, um, <laughs> you know, cha- changes will happen based on, you know, you'll get new personnel or new players that can do d- different things well and you try to feature what they do well. And so then you may select uh, plays or, tag things on plays, uh, you know, to help utilize their strengths. And then occasionally, you know, a play's not as good and it, you know, it goes on the shelf for a couple of years, then you break it back out. But uh, um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the overall philosophy hasn't changed. There is definitely some nuances with the plays that have changed. Occasionally, you know, we'll like this play better than that play, so we'll run the new play and get rid of a, an older play and then, a lot of times you kind of refine techniques out of it too. But, uh, you know, I mean, all the guys that, uh, I worked with at one point in time, you know, it's, it's all kind of based on this sort of thing. I mean, occasionally a guy starts feeling frisky and wants to, uh, claim some level of independence, but it's, it's, you know, it's more imagined than real. I mean, you look at it, the base of it, but. Kind of the same stuff, and I think sometimes it comes down to play selection and uh, and you know who your players are and what you want to feature. Coach, uh, Coach Mike Leach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs are taking on LSU uh, tomorrow, and he's uh, been nice enough to join us here in the Jay Barker Radio Network. You've had a lot of success uh, when you've headed to Death Valley. Obviously, as a as a Kentucky um, assistant, uh, you came away with a 39-36 victory. And a story where you're talking about, I guess it was on your show yesterday, you were talking about how you missed a turn or something, had to drive past some swamps that got some kind of some nasty areas of town. And then, of course, your big first Oh, no, we didn't miss a turn. LSU. No, no, the, the escort. The escort takes you right through that, and they go slow, too. Oh. They make sure you get every bit of it, you hear every word, and you hear every word coming from the front yard. Oh. And, of course, you get the 44-34 uh, victory against LSU in Tiger Stadium, your first game at Mississippi State. So I have to ask you, I- I'm assuming you were already on the premise, or are you there yet? And if you aren't, how do you think you're going to be received this time? 
Uh, we're getting ready to get on the plane and fly there. I think it'll be. Uh, okay. I think it'll be similar. I think it'll be the same. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, that's the great thing about college football. All these places, you know, have their different traditions, and there's an intensity to the game and stuff like that. And and uh, you know, even though uh, we may like each other after the game. No, no, we'll we'll get flipped off going in and the rest, and you know, tiger face, and then the the little, you know, the hand sign. There's some kind of a hand sign they do when they do tiger bait, and oh, they'll do that. Um, uh, and, and no, they'll make sure we hear about it. I mean, all the way up and you know through the game, and so you know, but it's all part of it, and all makes it exciting. And we just got to go out and do the best we can, you know. You you also mentioned uh, a story about hot pipes and flying pennies. Could you expand on that, please? Well, they what they would do is they um, I don't know if they still do it, but uh, the student section would get out there early, and and they're a very enthusiastic group. So, and that was the one thing: if you weren't fired up before the game, you were going to be fired up once you get there because it's such a great environment. But um, these guys would have gloves on. I'm thinking, why are they wearing gloves? You know, it's a pretty warm day. Well, it turns out they've got lighters and they're heating up pennies, trying to get those pennies as hot as they can, and uh, and and throwing them out there on the field. You know, I guess trying to brand people, put a brand on you, so you have Abraham Lincoln's face on the side of your face or your arm or something. You know, and. Um, and I'm thinking, well, as I'm watching this, it's like, uh, you know, one of the first things that comes to your mind, who would think of this? And then the next thing that comes to your mind is, does it work? And, you know, because those, those pennies, they'll fly about 40 yards. They'll fling them as mm-hmm. far as they can, and the sucker will go about, you know, 35, 40 yards. <clears throat> so I, you know, walk up to the pennies laying in the 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 grass or whatever and say, well, how hot is this sucker after flying 40 yards? Well, they're not that hot. They're just sort of warm, you know? I mean, it would just be like a a, a pleasant little kiss with a, 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 a semi-warm penny, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I don't think that had quite the effect they'd hoped for because those pennies don't stay as hot as I think they hoped they would, but... Uh, uh, you know, it was interesting, but you know, there's, heck, there's, there's, there's no innovation without, uh, you know, trying. So, um, <laughs> we'll see what they come up with this year. I love it. It always smells hey, like corn hey, dogs coach, there. I don't know what it, what it is. Uh, we got, we got, let I you think run. They, I think they eat, they eat well there. Yeah. I think that's what and it is. It does. No. The place smells, <laughs> the place does smell good. I mean, um, it, it it really does. I mean, once you get out of the the you know the locker room, it used to be kind of a mildewy place. They got a new one now, but um, no. Once you get uh, inside the stadium, it does smell good. But they're eating well. <laughs> Coach, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Great stuff, and uh, we'll hopefully get you on another time soon. But uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks, All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Coach, thank you. Mm-hmm. Coach Mike Leach of Mississippi State, they're favored to win that game at LSU. Tony, did you have a comment? Uh, no, it just brought a smile to my face. It's good to check in with our good friend again. We'll get him on again. Yeah, I love love having him on. I love, I love all the insights, and just not the X's and O's, but he talks about a lot of stuff. 
about the game on and off the field. All right, uh, we'll be back. We'll wrap up our number two. Robbie Glenn, uh, if he's still there, we'll get him on. Talk Striker Strong as well coming up. And uh, AAA, let me get some of those from Alex, our intern, who's back in studio with us today as well. Stay with us. Friday edition. We'll wrap it up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very warm afternoon with a sunny sky, the high 88, clear tonight below 65. The weather stays dry over the weekend and all of next week. For tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine both days, highs between 88 and 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Coming up a week from today at Highland uh, Golf Course, and uh, Robbie, Rob, Robbie, Roberts, Robbie Glenn is in the uh, studio with us, and a uh, former baseball player, major league baseball player as well for uh, the Crimson Tide, and uh, he has a tournament every year for Striker Strong Foundation and uh, benefiting uh, so many uh, young people out there that have gone through what his son Striker has gone through. But, Robbie, great to have you in the studio today, but uh, tell everybody about the tournament coming up on Friday real quick, and then we'll get to uh, AAA, but, yeah. uh, man, I can't wait. can't believe it's a week away. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jay. I, yeah, a week from today, uh, be a packed house. Um, I, I'm just blown away at every, everything that's going on out there and all the sponsors we have and y'all helping us get to spread the word uh, to help with uh, my son's syndrome, TBRS, Tatton-Brown-Roman syndrome, and now also with children with brain injuries like he's suffering right now, anoxic brain injury. So we plan on raising money for that and also helping uh, families along the way that need some equipment. Um, so come out next Friday. Uh, see a lot of people. Um, the golf tournament's full, but always have spots for people to come out and enjoy, eat. Um, Striker's going to be there. I'll have a DJ. It, it's a good time. Y'all going to go live from the show. Um, come see some of your favorite Bama players that played in the day and Auburn and hopefully get some UAB players. That, and I got some basketball. Wimp Sanderson, Hollywood Robinson, Brian Pasnick. A lot of those guys all coming out just to be a part of it. And I'm, and I'm very excited about that and thankful. Awesome, awesome stuff. Can't wait. I can't believe it's only a week away, as I said. Uh, just flown by. All right, let's get to uh, maybe it's either going to be triple-A, double-A, or single-A. So, Alex, you can go as fast as you can, but hopefully you're doing well, my man. All right, Alex, you're up. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> triple-A. Yeah, bonus, uh, bonus edition. Triple-A, single-A, or double-A. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II's coffin hit 24 hours. Or, sorry, four hours. And the lo- line stretched five miles. Four hours and five miles. They've been walking fast. What's your reaction to that, Tony? Uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was close to twenty-four hours. I would have stuck with the twenty-four hours instead of the four hours. Because how long would you wait to see the queen go by the street, Lars? How long would I wait? Um, I'd wait a couple hours. No, yeah. If it was Julie Andrews, I'd wait like 165 <laughs> hours. If it was Julie Andrews, when she's, uh, hopefully that she'll get the same treatment. But when she does, you'll see Tony the Bone waiting for days. I'll have a tent set up. Have you ever gone, Jay, to uh, a high-profile funeral and, and waited for the procession to go by or anything? I mean, I s- suppose you don't remember, uh, or I, I doubt you were like on the side of the interstate when Bear Bryant uh, went to his final resting spot from Tuscaloosa to uh, Elmwood Cemetery. No, because at the, I think at that time I was, I was actually in class. I think I remember watching it in fifth grade. Our, our teacher, a huge Alabama fan, had pulled a TV in in order for us to watch it on TV. 
uh, during during class. So uh, yeah, we weren't able to be out there for that. Go ahead, Alex. All right, number two, Alex. Uh, Michael Jordan's jersey from Game One of the Chicago Bulls 1998 NBA Finals uh, sold for a record 10.1 million dollars on Thursday. I seen that. Wow. Yeah. Do you think, has Michael Jordan, Tony, gotten a sort of almost second wind of his fame because of the last dance? Absolutely. uh, His stuff went up like 60, I think it said 63% or something like that. But uh, if I came home with a jersey to my old lady with a $10.1 million price tag, it would be my last dance. (laughs) I'd be sleeping on the couch for the rest of my life as well. All right, Alex, really quick, number three. I don't know if we'll get time for number three. Go ahead. Chorizo cheddar egg bite, grilled spicy deluxe sandwich. Autumn Spice Milkshake and Upgraded Grilled Chicken Nugget. Yeah, I got a brand new product. How about opening up on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to run. Hey, thanks to uh, all the guys at Atlanta really 1009 FM. Sandwich. And thanks to uh, Jonathan and uh, producing there as well as Josh, our producer. Sunday, thanks Thank to you. Tony Curry Radio Network. Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. Sorry for the talking over. You're listening to the Jay Barker.